You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Be heard, stand out and influence. And I'm your host known as the podcasting queen, Anne-Marie speaking. Now my guest today says entrepreneurs or intrapreneurs we're talking about today are the future of work, the future of talent and the future of your organization. And joining me on today's show, I'd love to welcome Dr. Irina Yashin Shaw. Now, Irina has been a thought leader and a practitioner in innovation and creativity since before they became the new workplace imperatives. Now, with a PhD in creative problem solving and a master's in adult education, she is a rare combination of deep academic knowledge, real world entrepreneur in education and um, a real world entrepreneurial experience and a dedicated educator on a mission to liberate underutilized talent in workplaces. You might not have heard of the term entrepreneur before. So on today's show, Irene is going to share why entrepreneurs are essential to the health and longevity of every enterprise, large or small, even yours, how to be an influential entrepreneur and why this will make you an irresistible employee which will secure your career, as well as three essential ingredients of entrepreneurialism that will unleash underutilized talent, transform your workplace, as well as liberate your potential. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Anne-Marie. That was quite a mouthful. It was. I was just going to say quite a mouthful, entrepreneur. And, you know, as I was saying it, my mouth and uh, just wanted to pronounce entrepreneur because we talk about entrepreneur all the time. But now, of course, we talk about intrapreneur. But those people who may not really understand what an entrepreneur is, I'd love for you to to define what is entrepreneur. Yes, okay, thank you very much. And I'm so delighted to be here with you. And Maria, I've been watching quite a number of your podcasts and I think they're really wonderful. I really enjoyed the one that you did this morning. So thanks for the opportunity to be here. Now that's a really good question. What is an intrapreneur? Uh, A lot of people haven't heard that term as yet. It hasn't completely become mainstream, although it is starting to become um, more uh, uh, visible. And essentially, it is about being an entrepreneur while still working inside an organisation or a business or or any enterprise at all, whether that's large or small or not-for-profit or educational. So basically, it's someone who brings their enterprising spirit and their, their entrepreneurial talent but without going out and starting a new business for themselves, Mm -hmm. they bring that talent to make it work inside their existing role within an organisation or a business. So that's really the very short version of an intrapreneur. We can describe them in a number of ways. We could say, well, uh, an intrapreneur is um, someone who is a dreamer who does. You know, there's Mm. that wonderful 
a quote that says the world needs dreamers and the world needs doers, but above all, the world needs dreamers who do. Yes. And intrapreneurs are those people who can dream so they can come up with those wonderful ideas and they they use their creativity to find opportunities and see new ways of doing things, but it doesn't stop there. Mm. They then have the passion and the energy and the impetus to follow through on that and to bring positive change and lead initiatives and to find um, opportunities for adding value and improvement within their existing roles, within their existing organisations. Mm -hmm. um, instead of going out and starting their own business. Yes. So hence, um, the term intra means inside, inside. of, you know, it's the yes. Latin root. Um, so inside of the existing organisation. So yes. intrapreneur, I very simply, those I, dreamers who do. Yeah. yeah. One of the reasons why I really wanted to talk about this is, and, and you'll explain a little bit more too, we were talking about this before we hit record and went live, was talking about the changing um, dynamics in the workplace. But also now yeah. there are individuals who had, have now started their own business and as we know, we can't stretch ourselves too thin. We need to stay within our own strengths to be able to achieve the goals. But having someone work alongside you in the business who has got the heart and the creativity, um, which you've just described, but more of an intrapreneur, someone who can stand alongside you and work and, and innovate and create, is um, a huge, huge plus, I think, for, for business owners. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. In fact, one of the one of the characteristics of an entrepreneur is that they almost, if they're working, say, let's say, inside an SME, uh, in a small to medium sized enterprise, mm -hmm. they're almost the kind of person who thinks of the business as being their own business. Mm -hmm. So, what what they do is they don't think of themselves as the employee who just checks in and does their work and goes home at the end of the day. But they think of what would I do if this was my business? How can I make this business fly? How can I add value so for business owners mm. they are absolutely worth their weight in gold yes because you know what business owner wouldn't want to have someone as you've just so aptly described walking alongside them in many ways and looking for those opportunities that maybe the, the actual business owner the actual entrepreneur mm -hmm. may not see because so busy or because their attention is focused somewhere else so to have that person who's looking for ways of growing the business adding value making sure that it's full of energy bringing innovation bringing in new thinking mm -hmm. being plugged into different sources so that they can um, they can make suggestions about what the business can do to grow and evolve and find new revenue streams mm -hmm. and you know find new business models goodness that's that's just absolute gift to have yes. someone like that within your ranks yeah, it Absolutely. is and and i'd love for you to share in a moment what are some of the things that you see organizations doing and this can be for larger organizations who may not even realize that they have entrepreneurs within their their teams but also smes what they should not do because you know with with the ability to create and innovate you need a certain environment that allows you to do that so we don't want to stifle these entrepreneurs but something that you said, and I think this is absolute gold, particularly for smaller businesses, is that these entrepreneurs not only have vision or contribute to that and come up with ideas, they're doers. And how often yeah. are entrepreneurs, they are the visionaries, but they're, they need someone alongside who still has can work in that area, but also implement and do 
and keep uh, you know that follow through which is really important now you mentioned and we've already discussed and, and validated why entrepreneurs are so essential to the health and longevity of every enterprise large or small let's start off with what are some things that you see that would stop an entrepreneur in playing to their strengths to be able to really impact positively the environment what are things that we should stop doing okay so to one probably the, the key one to stop doing is just is to stop shutting down people when they bring forward new ideas by mm. saying oh we tried that 10 years ago it didn't work or we've had a go at something like that we know it doesn't work we're not going to do it again mm. um and literally not giving people the permission to think outside the box mm. i mean it sounds like like it's almost it sounds so obvious to say, let people bring their good ideas forward, let them, uh, let their good ideas bubble up, uh, listen to them, give them some airspace, give them some some oxygen to to um, advance those ideas. And yet it, it's, it's one of those funny things that like, people still sort of go, oh, no, I think we're too busy. We can't do it. We're too busy. Mm -hmm. uh, we tried that before. Um, no, that won't work. Or we don't have the resources for that. Or, you know, there's all of these barriers that come up um, in front of, of entrepreneurs who are looking to do things differently mm -hmm. that often will just stifle their ideas. And eventually the sad part is that if they really don't get a chance to to bring that talent to the fore one of two things will happen they'll either just go okay well i can't do that here yeah. so they'll just like not bring those ideas forward or they'll leave and then that's a huge loss mm -hmm. to the organization for intrapreneurial talent to go elsewhere where they are appreciated huge opportunity cost to the business then for right now as well as down for the future so you know it's the short answer is don't shut them down. Yes. <laughs> Allow them to challenge the status quo. Support them in doing that, and um, and and give them some um, credibility and some uh, rewards for doing it, rather than um, you know making them feel like they're the square peg in the round hole. Mm. Have 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 also some conversation around that, or give them some parameters to work. Because you might say in that instance, well, but we tried that a while ago. Here are some of the obstacles that we found we came up against. But do some brainstorming around that, and come back with some ideas to how you think that might work now for our current situation. That would just allow that entrepreneur just to really come up and present some ways, you know, to come forward because we you just never know um, what is possible now with a lot of the tools technologies exactly. you know and as and yeah. once that saying there's we we know that change is so quick now um, and so many industries are evolving and changing some have been disrupted you know and I think as businesses let's talk a little bit about this the workplace is changing the marketplace is changing and I think the businesses who are able to keep up um, and still have a relevant voice within their community. What I mean by that is that they're seen as being relevant to their potential consumers and stakeholders. They're the ones that are going to ride through the wave of change. So you need to attract these people on your team who are able to contribute ideas that you may not have even thought of. Would you say that's yeah. a fair, fair um, statement? Oh, absolutely. I think you've encapsulated it perfectly mm. because uh, in, a, in a world that is in undergoing constant disruption now it's it's not even like 
we're not even using the word change anymore mm. because that almost feels like it's too passe, it's too 20th century. This is, we are literally in the age of disruption. We're entering the, the fourth industrial revolution. We're coming into the third decade of the 21st century. Nothing is business as usual anymore. Yeah. And any organisation that wants to stay relevant into the future and, and to continue make that making that positive contribution to to the world in whatever way it is that they do they have to be adaptable mm. it's just like I'd, like it's just such a given i can't um it's almost incomprehensible to me that anyone would not realize that that's a core uh, capacity now within every organization mm. uh, business large or small not for profit so that uh, capacity to have people uh, within the organisation who are highly adaptable mm -hmm. and flexible and change agile, that's absolutely crucial for um, a business to be, to be um, relevant and vibrant and profitable into the mm -hmm. future. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, just one thing I wanted that's just come to my mind that, that I just wanted to say as an extension to the previous uh, discussion that we just had is that the, the other thing that sometimes happens that I think can be quite quite frustrating for entrepreneurs is that um, even though if they are listened to but they're not given any support, mm. so they do need to, I think, be given some opportunity for upskilling and uh, development and training and education um, so that they so that they then have the tools with which they can be more intrapreneurial because yes. one of the things that i see happening um and it's it's really unfair is that um leaders will say okay we want you to be innovative we want you to bring your your innovations to fruition off you go go forth and innovate mm. <laughs> and people think that it's like deer caught in their headlights look because everyone loves the idea of it mm. um and then they go um now what do we do yeah <laughs> so, what does that look like uh, <laughs> yeah. yes, exactly. mm. give them some skills give them some tools give them give them some training some um opportunity to develop those skills and, and that is what is the gift that keeps on giving yes because then once they've learned some basics about how to be an innovator how to be that internal um uh corporate entrepreneur then they're able to apply it to increasingly high value projects and opportunities mm. and over time that investment that the organization and the business makes in that person will continue to pay back in bigger and bigger denominations yes one of the things mm. that we often think about when we talk about disruption is new ideas i mean we think of things such as uber um you know just as an example or maybe netflix um, really providing a solution that that completely changes um, the way yeah things are consumed, things are, are used. So when we think of entrepreneurs within an organisation, it may be someone who's very much still part of systems and processes, but thinks of a new idea that is going to impact the customer relationship. So you know it may not necessarily have to be someone who's sitting in the product development team. It may be someone who's sitting in the accounting team. But here's a much better way that we can streamline the way that we um, you know, handle our accounts with our clients. So I just thought I'd share that because sometimes we think yeah. of ideas as someone coming up with this great you know, new product or, or some offering. Yeah, that, that's a really important point. I'm so glad you've raised that because uh, 
when people hear the word innovation, just let's talk about innovation for a moment, mm. we'll come back to entrepreneur, uh, they often immediately associate it with research and development or technology or some great big huge new big change yes. right whereas in fact it can be small denominations so uh, change can come in in large chunks it can come through continuous improvement which gets scaled up mm -hmm. which then has a much um, larger impact on the organization but the key here is that anyone can do it mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what department you're sitting in inside the organization it doesn't have to be marketing or it doesn't have to be R&D it can be anyone you know the person sitting in in, in admin and mm. in finance and in accounting and and in any department within an organization is capable of having great ideas mm. that can add value and the other thing is that that um, you know when you just mentioned uber which is this global phenomenon mm. um, and so many of these these disruptions that have sort of like sprung on the world overnight keep in mind that they all started as really small undertakings mm -hmm. you know Airbnb started with one air mattress in one room in mm -hmm. one apartment in one city of the world and now it's a global phenomenon but but very often we don't see them until they become the global phenomenon and then we go wow that's just sprung out of nowhere well no it's no. actually been happening in the background for years but then it hit that critical mass and then everyone became aware of it and so i think the really important um consideration for people is to say we start with something small mm. let's make a small change and then look at how we can scale it up to become disruptive so as long as the potential for disruption is built into the DNA of that idea mm. um, and, and, and if it's scaled up, it can be um, easily done that, um, then that's a great idea to pursue. But sometimes people go, oh, no, my idea is so small, so insignificant. It's not really, uh, it's not really valid. It's not, doesn't count. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. You know, all ideas when they're scaled up, lots of people can have huge impact and um, bottom line uh, results for an organization. Yes. I mean, who would have thought, um, you know, thinking about Uber? I mean, that came from an idea, if I'm correct, of a couple of young men who were tired of waiting for taxis and thought, you know, there's got to be a better way to do that, you know. And so some of the ideas that are so popular now um, that yeah. have really challenged the status quo, people think, how on earth did they come up with that idea? And it is because of a need, you know, a need yeah. that someone saw or a way of doing something differently. And I think if we get to a point in our business, whether we're large businesses or small, that, well, we've always done it that way then that I think can stop you from having that approach or even creating, as you said, a culture of why have we always done it that way? It's that, that story of a, a woman, if, I'm sure you've heard it, who who cuts her, her lamb roast, you always cut the ends off the lamb. And it wasn't until, yeah. you know, the granddaughter or whatever asked her, why do you do that? Said, I don't actually know. So she asked her mother and, you know, and so on, said, oh, that was because the great, great grandmother only had a small pan. So she had to cut the legs yeah. off end of their hands and that kind of, you know, went through generation. So I think it's yeah. about, um, you know that that culture that uh, not only 
um, validates it. But as you said, create an environment that's supportive along the way so that ideas that may start small can be nurtured and may just be that disruption in your industry. Now, let's talk about how to be an influential entrepreneur, entrepreneur and why this will make you an irresistible employee, because some people may resonate with it being an entrepreneur entrepreneur but no it may not even realize it let's talk about this for a moment um okay so uh in in my book entrepreneur aptly titled um i talk about the three drivers of entrepreneurialism and they are polemics mechanics and dynamics and if people are wanting to start with a, a nice concrete model that helps them to think about how they can progress their their uh entrepreneurial initiatives or their unleash their entrepreneurial spirit, this is a good way to start. So polemics is the first driver, and I've got a Venn diagram where the, the three things intersect, and, um, and but I won't go into that much detail, but let's talk about those three. So polemics is about challenging the status quo. The, the word actually means the, the art of argumentation. So um, it's that capacity to say, well, what's not working? Uh, smashing some sacred cows, looking around for opportunities to do things differently. So that's the first driver. The second one, mechanics, is taking the actual steps to make those differences happen. So as we talked about the fact that uh, entrepreneurs are the dreamers who do, so the mechanics is the doing part of things, finding the, the new systems, the new steps, the new ways that will bring entrepreneurial initiatives to fruition. And then the third one of dynamics is about all of those human interactions that can help uh, intrapreneurs to bring their ideas to fruition because most of the time we need to collaborate with others. So we also need to be able to um, influence people to want to be part of new things mm. and uh, new ideas and bringing new things to fruition and and that takes some uh, some good people skills so we need to be able to think differently do differently and interact differently mm. so those are three basic drivers of uh, of entrepreneurialism yes. um, at a fairly high level mm -hmm. uh, and and you know uh, I think this is a topic that that is so huge that we could take a very deep dive into it I've actually got workshops that I do for whole days and I've got yeah. programs that go for whole months that uh, are actually sit um, in this model mm -hmm. uh, but that's kind of a, the short version. Yeah, I love that. And of course, at the end of the show, we'll give people an opportunity for you well, to, to reach out to you. I know that you've got some incredible events and so forth coming up and resources too. Um, but that's one of the reasons why I thought I must get you on the show because of the fact that I've started to hear a lot more, you know, this noise around entrepreneurs. And I think there may be some people that even maybe leave the workplace and think, you know what, the, the, the workplace or the traditional workplace is just not for me. I'm going to open my own business. But they're really better to support someone else to support an existing vision maybe another business but get behind that and really being able to have the ability to to, to take control of their area and really take that and, and move with that so um yeah. it, it, that's such an interesting conversation and as you said we've only just scratched the surface if someone recognizes yes i just jump in there just to offer one interesting comment on mm. what you've just said which is that um that sometimes people do want to step out and start their own business they, yes. they got that burning passion to really um, liberate their, their entrepreneurial talent mm. well 
uh, but they're inside a job. One of the things I often um, advise people is, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, that's great, but build your skills, build your mm. in, your entrepreneurial skills while you're still inside an yeah. organisation so you learn how to do it so that you, while you're in the, still getting a paycheck, and developing yourself in that way and then maybe go out and start your own business because you know being an entrepreneur sounds really sexy and it's a very sexy thing these days everyone mm. wants to be an entrepreneur but gosh it's hard work yes. and you know we all know the statistics around the, the, the fact that 90 percent of businesses fail within the first two years mm. and i think we give ourselves much more opportunity to be successful in the entrepreneurial field when we've learned how to be an entrepreneur mm inside an organization where we've got all of those barriers and the corporate immune system to have to negotiate yes. um, and then really cut our teeth on some worthwhile projects mm -hmm. in that context and then and then it becomes um you know you have more uh skills when yes. you go out to start as an entrepreneur yeah. sorry i didn't mean to no no that, and that's such a great great point um i remember that uh, you know a couple of conversations that i had with people who've just gone exactly through what you've just explained but they took the they took the dive into entrepreneurship just a little bit too soon and hadn't given themselves um you know that that time to really start to build mm -hmm. momentum because as you say it can take a number of years to really start to build the momentum where you can see yeah. that business growth yeah. what would you say to someone who's now recognized yes yeah, sure. sure. once again sorry just can't shut me up i know um just with, uh just to follow on exactly that same point um sometimes what i've even seen happen is that um uh some entrepreneurs will go to their organization or their business with a great idea and um it's an absolutely fantastic idea but then the business doesn't want to take it up and they then take that idea and start their mm -hmm. own business. And, and the reason that's come into my mind is because in the last issue of Intrapreneur Magazine, which I'm just going to give a blatant plug for, if you go to intrapreneurmagazine.com, you'll find it. Um, there's a beautiful case study of two young millennials who were working in a restaurant and they were just absolutely getting crazy by the fact that all of this good food was being thrown away at the end of the evening mm. and they, they were both nutritionists and so they came up with this great way of repurposing the the food instead of just instead of it just going to landfill they came up with a way of drying it you know the, the polenta and the rice and the carbs and things of, of drying it and creating like a flour from it and then um uh creating cookies wow. and uh, the, the the restaurant didn't want to know anything about it they wow. said no nah, no nah, we're not going to do that so they actually said you know what we're just they are they just are now saving millions of tons of of good food that would otherwise end up in landfill wow. with their own business where they they now are creating cookies which they call soul s-o-u-l foods and and that was an idea that came to them while they were working inside mm. the business and the business didn't give it any airtime or yes. any oxygen so they took that idea and started their own business and you want to know the ultimate irony they are now selling their cookies back to the restaurant <laughs> that wouldn't wouldn't take their idea on board don't wow. you love that story? i love that i love it you know what that was my question that was the question i was going to ask what happens if you you recognize that you are more of an entrepreneur and the ideas that you've had particularly one 
is just not resonating, just not landing with the organization. And I love the answer, start your own business, you know, and you may just end up um, with your current employer, then your current employer becoming one of your clients. I love that. That is a great success story. Beautiful, beautiful case study. Um, If you want to take a get the full story on that, it's in the last issue of Entrepreneur Magazine. Fantastic. Fantastic. I highly recommend you go and uh, read the full case study there. So, Arena, the three essential ingredients to entrepreneurialism that's going to unleash underutilized talent, transform the workplace, and liberate potential. And this is more for organizations that may really want to create an environment that allow these entrepreneurs to step forward. What are those three essential ingredients? Ah, oh, so Anne-Marie, maybe I'll jump the gun a little bit before because I talked about the the three uh, key drivers of polemics, mechanics and dynamics. So um, those are really the three ingredients that I was referring to um, previously. But, uh, you know, that's just an umbrella term. Mm. Um, If if I was to say... uh, what what's essential for organizations you know if i was to give some sort of a like a a stepped process it would be number one identify your entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. uh to give them some training uh so that they they feel confident um allow them to bring their ideas forward and support them in that um help them to to really quantify the value that their ideas are bringing to the organization and then celebrate celebrate what they do so that other people can see what's happening and and that will inspire Mm. others within the organization to also want to be part of of the process so that's a nice kind of a a staged approach that Mm. organizations can undertake when they are wanting to start building that that intrapreneurial culture um it's what I sometimes refer to as freestyling inside a framework. Mm-hmm. So you're still, you're still in the organizational context and we still have to, you know, work inside the framework of that organization, but we loosen up mm-hmm. the barriers, we loosen up the, the, the demarcations, we loosen up the, the hierarchy so that people can begin to step outside of their um, necessarily their, their uh, descriptive roles mm-hmm. and begin to across the organization for how they can maybe collaborate uh, with other departments with other areas to add value to um, really good projects that can then be scaled up yes. so you know there's um, there's different ways of going about it yeah fantastic as we said we've only just scratched the surface and I'm sure there there's going to be individuals but also organizations that uh, you've piqued their interest and they would love to find out more what is the best way for them to get in contact with you and what might be some some events or other things that are coming up that you'd like to make them aware of? So um, my website is www.dr for doctor, dr Irina Yashin Shaw, no hyphen in the name, dot com. So that's one way of, uh, of connecting with me. So you can look at my website and you can see the different uh, programs and opportunities there. Uh, another way is just reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn, so uh, I'll I'll be happy to connect with anyone on that pro, pro uh, platform. The other thing is, of course, sign up for entrepreneurmagazine.com. Great stories there, wonderful case studies, wonderful um, uh, 
education and explanation about what's happening all around the world in this emerging field of entrepreneurialism. Very proud to say that uh, issue four that came out just at the end of last year, it's a quarterly digital publication, uh, had Gifford Pinchot III on the cover, who's actually the father of entrepreneurialism. He coined the term back in the, in the 1980s. So uh, there's a wonderful interview that I've done with him that's really enlightening. So there's more information there. Um, and then people can invite me to come into their organisations or businesses to run programs or workshops or do a keynote. Uh, and the one that's, um, that's very top of mind for me at the moment is the Australian Intrapreneurs Summit, which is going to be taking place at the Brisbane Convention Centre on the 19th of March 2020. Mm -hmm. Now, this is an annual gathering for intrapreneurs, aspiring intrapreneurs, emerging intrapreneurs, people who lead entrepreneurial teams, um, futurists, consultants who are interested in, in the future of work. Um, and we were sold out last year. We had our inaugural summit at the convention center last year and I was the, wow. the response was beyond my expectations. Yes. So wow. you know, to have a sold out event on the very first year that you do it was really validation for me to, to realize that this area mm. is really at the, the the cutting edge of the future of work and that there are a lot of people out there who are suddenly recognizing themselves as intrapreneurs mm. and hadn't really given themselves that term before but suddenly go actually you know what that's me that's me yeah. i want to learn more about it i want to go meet my tribe i want to hang out with other people who are making the world a better place because of their passion and their energy mm. and, and their commitment to 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 great ideas so um, if you go to www.australianentrepreneursummit.com.au, uh, that will take people to the website. Now, if anyone's listening to this and it's after the 19th of March, um, don't worry, we'll be doing something every year in some form or another. Um, and I'm always looking at evolving the model. So uh, find find that and, you know, you'll be able to contact with contact me and we'll make sure that we get you the information about what happens next year in 2021 or 2022 mm. if, uh, if you've missed March the 19th 2020. Yes. So there's lots of ways of connecting with me, lots of ways of um, becoming part of this really exciting emerging mega trend that's uh, shaping the future of work, yes. um, entrepreneurialism. Yeah. So I'm just feeling very, very privileged to be part of the driving force of that because i really believe the world is so ready for this concept right now because there's so much underutilized talent trapped within within organizations and businesses that's just itching to be set free yes. to, to do good in the world yeah and what organizations don't even realize that is that is currently untapped within their organization, you know. Um, I wonder, have we yet got to a stage where some of the job advertisements are starting to call out, make a call out or list entrepreneurial skills? That's a really very interesting question um, because I was doing some research around um, 
the, how the term is being used in large organizations. Yeah. And it was really interesting to see some some really big global multinationals like um, like IBM and Siemens and um, Swiss Bank, yeah. uh, Daimler, they're actually starting to use the term intrapreneurs and intrapreneurialism in their vision statements. Wow. So they're saying we want our employees to be intrapreneurial. Mm. And so when you start seeing that happening, yes. you know that it's not far away that people will start putting that on their resumes and mm. on their CVs because that's going to directly align with the strategic imperatives of, of, of organisations. Yes. Um, I noticed that uh, on LinkedIn, a lot of people are now starting to put intrapreneur in their in the description of, of their yes of who they are and what they do and you know the more i see that i'm going well there we yes. go this is definitely an unstoppable movement um that said that said i did speak to one uh government leader recently who used the term in her cv when she was applying for uh, an acting position in a high role mm. and and whoever looked at the cv thought it was a spelling mistake oh. <laughs> so, so it's, it's it hasn't seeped through everywhere mm. um, um but progressive organizations are definitely starting to use it in their internal corporate language yes. and it's only a matter of time before it becomes much more mainstream but people who are really at the cutting edge of career development and the future mm. of work are starting to use the term in their cvs in their blogs in the way they they describe themselves and you'll, you'll notice that it's uh, it's starting to become much more popular on LinkedIn mm, yeah yeah I love that uh, I, I love that reason being is that it, it's happening you know there are some organizations and they may not realize now there's a term for it now there is a description and as we've you know spoken to you there is the key aspects and, and things like that and yeah. when businesses set the intention I love that that they put it in their vision statement because mm. once you set the intention then you can look at well how does that how can we bring that to life how does that flow yeah. into the job descriptions into the way in which we um, bring that forward so that we do continue yeah. and encourage everything that you have said so uh, I'm so glad. Point, yeah. Um, the, the actual term itself, the, the term entrepreneur, mm. has been around for about 40 years. Mm. Uh, it was originally coined um, by Gifford Pinchot back in a paper he wrote back in 76 and yes. 77. And then he wrote a book um, yeah. uh, called uh, Entrepreneuring. Um, so uh, in 1986. So yeah. it's been around for quite a long time. Mm. But it hasn't had the traction up until now and it's because the world has now changed the world has mm. pivoted towards this this concept so that's why right now because of we're living in these disruptive times mm. and people are realizing gosh we've really got to bring that entrepreneurialism inside organizations yes. that's why it's it's starting to get the traction today mm. that it is getting even though it's been around for a while so it's not an entirely new term mm. but it feels new because people are hearing it for the first time yes. um, more recently. Yeah. Mm. And, of course, I'm sure that um, because, you know, voices such as yourself have contributed to the conversation and the studies, there are a lot more clear concepts 
and things that people can now embrace and, and run with, I think, rather than, hey, this is a great idea. There's concrete examples and case studies that you're compiling through the magazine yeah. and, and, and sharing in podcasts such as this today. So I'm sure we've only, as we said, just scratched the surface. There's your book. Beautiful, beautiful. Lots and lots of case studies. Yes. Both personally from people who've worked with me directly in their businesses and organisations as well as um, case studies drawn from across the world as well. Yeah, yes. I'm sure there's a collective sigh of, uh, oh, wow. I thought I was quite, you know, yeah, sometimes entrepreneurs, you know, when you suddenly realise there are other like-minded people like you that understand you and the fact that you've now got this incredible summit which you are yeah. gathering all of these people. I'm sure that, that um, the summit when everyone's together is just a buzz, a hive of conversation oh. and discussions. Absolutely, absolutely. Because the kind of people who tend to be attracted to an event like that are the energised, yes. passionate change makers who, who want to live a life of purpose and, and mm. do work you know purpose-driven work so uh you're you are so right the yeah. energy that was in the room last year in fact if people go to the the summit's website yeah. and click on the tab that says 2019 mm -hmm. they'll see some of that energy because we've compiled it into some photos Beautiful. and um uh testimonials and things people and you will it literally just jumps off the screen at you when you're watching it. People were so excited yeah. about what was happening. Yes. So you're absolutely right yeah. about how it generates this wonderful energy. Yeah, beautiful. Thank yeah. you so much again for coming on the show. My pleasure, Anne-Marie. It's been a, a wonderful conversation. Thank it you very has. much. We've kind of gone down a few rabbit holes, <laughs> taken a we few have. Videos, but it's been really interesting and I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you about this. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free five-day money, marketing, and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass.